The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. It's a very special episode. We are joined by one of the absolute legends in music. Like so many great musicians, Mr. Lloyd Price comes from Louisiana. He's an inductee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, an inductee of the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. I firmly believe he should be in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And it's a great pleasure to be speaking with you today. Paul, thank you so much, and thank you for that nice, nice introduction. Absolutely. I've dreamt of interviewing you for years now, and I want to just tell the listeners a little bit about you. You're a recording artist, a songwriter. There's some songs that you've written and recorded that everybody knows. Personality is one, Lottie Miss Claudie, and the number of artists that have recorded the work of Lloyd Price. My goodness, it's Fats Domino, it's Elvis Presley, Little Richard, the cream of the crop. So, most stories are best from the beginning. You come from Louisiana. Tell us, what was life like growing up? Uh, You know, back in the 50s, right after uh, World War II, it was very difficult. But as... You know, each year just started getting better, especially in the part where people realized that we all in the same neighborhood, neighborhood, all on the same boat. We need each other. So what Lord and Miss Claudia did, when I got the call to come down and record as the youngest black kid that ever made a record, I didn't know what to think about that because... I just used to try to learn how to play piano and do music because I liked it. That was the main reason then, and it's the main reason now. But what happened? By me not knowing anything about what I was doing, and Dave Bartholomew was like the supervisor, inspector of everything, guided me through Lord and Miss Claudia. Well, that changed the whole social structure of the way people heard music, and the way people it integrated with each other, uh, it gave them freedom, it gave them self-freedom and self-respect they, because everybody was uncomfortable the way the social structure was then. That record has been recorded 168 times. Wow. So, uh, you name but the Beatles, Paul McCartney, Joe Cocker, Wilson Pickett, just all the way down the line. It's 168 times brought respect to, I think I call it self-respect and self-freedom. And what that record did, the parents, of the, they were the parents of the kids in the 60s. The kids of the 60s gave Martin Luther King enough juice because they had been fighting for almost 10 or 12 years to go to Washington with the Freedom March. I mean... I just can't tell you what I believe that what, what that record did. Also, all the way up to getting Barack in the in the White House, first black guy ever. It all, all of it, stems from music. And Lord Miss Claudia was the leader of the pack. So you're a man who absolutely believes music can change things. 
Oh, I watched it. Yeah. Uh, look what happened with the English musicians, how they start copying everything we did. Uh, not just all over the world, Japan, where they didn't speak English, Germany, all through Asia, you know, and especially down in Australia. They love this music and love it to now. Right now, they love it. Uh, that music of the past. You mentioned the name Dave Bartholomew, and he's someone maybe for our listeners, they wouldn't be as familiar with him. They should be, but not as familiar with him as they would maybe be Fats Domino. So I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about meeting Dave Bartholomew. Well, Fats Domino, without Dave Bartholomew, there would have been no Fats Domino, and of course there would not have been any rock and roll. That combination, Fats playing piano and Dave directing the horns and the beat with Earl Palmer and, and Lee Allen out of New Orleans, there would not be rock and roll today. If you recall, Jerry Wexler was down there with Atlantic Records. They started in 1948. And Jerry Wexler was a journalist at Cashbox. So the music was coming out so fast from New Orleans, they had to have a name for it. Jerry Wexler named it rock and roll before it was all music. But on the black records, they would put race music. So when it turned to rock and roll and the young white kids started buying a record, it made it more palatable and more easier for, for them to take that record home because they couldn't take it home if it had race record on it. Dave Bartholomew, you know, I call him the sire of, of, of dark blues music. Because he had Fats Domino in 1940, I think it was 49, when he had the Fat Man. That opened the door for Billy Ward and the Dominoes, a 60-minute man. And on, then in 1952, they was looking for something younger, and I recorded Lord and Miss Claudia. Of course, Charles Brown, Amos Milburn, Roscoe Gordon, all these guys were back there. P.B. Creighton, T-Bone Walker. I know a lot of the, all your audience never heard of these people. But these folks were the ones that laid down the pattern of how we of how we are where we are today from that music. Guitars and drums. While we're on the topic of Fats Domino, this album of yours, This Is Rock and Roll, you do a couple of songs that Fats Domino also recorded. I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about the man, Fats Domino, who we recently lost. Fats Domino was just such a great guy. He played on my first five records. He was there for Lord and Miss Claudia. That's him and that great introduction. Nobody has ever been able to duplicate up until this day. He was on, oh man, if you didn't get Fats Domino on the session at New Orleans, it was not likely he was going to have a hit. He was on Sherlyn Lee, Frankie Ford, Huey Lewis in the News. Now, so it was all the same band out of Cosmo Studio there on North Rampart Street. It was Fats Domino and Dave Bartholomew. There was an album not too long ago that was released from Paul Schaefer. And when I got the album, my eyes immediately saw Just Because. And that made me wonder, who do you think of all of the artists, who did the best interpretation of a Lloyd Price song? I think, uh, well, there were two, actually. Neil Diamond, you, you got to hear his Stagger Lee. And John Lennon, 
he talked about the record up front and blah, 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 and then he went right into Just Because. I saw that as a, a true honor. I was very pleased to see such a prolific writer as John Lennon thought that this song should be recorded by him. It was just it was just amazing. And I haven't heard Paul Schaefer, and Paul's a good friend of mine. I didn't even know he had done it. <laughs> Paul Schaefer, he actually sang a couple of lines from Just Because over the phone, and it was it was really cool. <laughs> Paul is my man. I didn't know he had done that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, let's talk about this album, This Is Rock and Roll. I really, really love it. Makes me want to exercise. It's it's lively music. What made you want to record this album? Well, Paul, I hadn't recorded in a very long time. And I, I always felt that the bass was there because music lovers love music lovers. There's nothing wrong, I mean, loves music. There's nothing wrong with the music of the day, but it's all desktop and you don't hear, you know, the real mistakes that turn out to be right on the record with live musicians. And I just think uh, until you see a very live concert without mimicking and the music that was recorded at the studio, you haven't seen anything But because it all looks alike. All the dances are the same. Everything is the same. I would suppose they said that about rock and roll in the earlier days. But at least there was a beginning, a middle, and an ending in the song. You knew exactly where the top began, and you knew you know, where, the, where the ending was. And young teenagers back during that time could just take take a, nick, a nickel or a quarter and put it in, in the jukebox and let the song tell the girlfriend or the boyfriend how they felt about each other. Why I went back and did this record, I believe that, that market is still there, and they're called Baby Boomers. And I wanted to make sure I didn't get that far away from the bass, but kind of like update the music, like I did I'm Walking, Fats Domino, and then his Blueberry Hill, which I thought was a classic, and put a big band behind it to keep my hand on that group of people. I just wanted the, the difference I wanted them to hear was the music. Try to keep the melody where it was, you know, and just add a few things to it, you know, to to get it out of the 1950s. Yet, it's, they know that song is from there because it's both of a million sellers. And uh, mixed it with some temporary music, some new stuff I had written. Just put it out there and, and get right in the middle. Maybe the, the, the desktop uh, customers would hear it, and maybe they won't, you know, but there's not a sell-by date on the record. So I figured I just made out there and let it sell. And I hadn't tried that for, you know, many years. Many years I hadn't tried that. I was, you know, too busy and other stuff. But I liked the way it turned out. I recorded 27 tunes to get to 10, where I felt comfortable enough that I could touch both bases the now bass and the bass that in the past. And uh, I'm really, really happy about the way it turned out. This is rock and roll. And one of the songs on the album, it's called Our World. Very interesting tune. I'm hoping you can tell us about it. Bad conditions. Bad conditions. It's, 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 it's dealing with 
what's happening in the world today, you know, like young girls getting pregnant, you know, on campus grounds, and even with all the, this electronic stuff, <laughs> the dads cannot be found, and people making promises they never keep. It will seem like the nation turning over in the final fleet. Well, if you turn on the news every day, you see exactly that. Another one in there says people around the world trying to find their equal rights. You know, a man religion could cause his life. You know, this is the truth. So we're living in bad conditions, and it seems like we're going to have a martial law. And that's what that song is about. And um, I'm really hoping that people could hear it and kind of make adjustments because both politically and self-wise, because this is where we're going. And why I was able to uh, to to say that, because I've seen mostly every country in the world and how people operate. And the way we begin to operate here in America is like most countries in the world, you know, with all the different kinds of corruptions and all that. This is almost like a banana republic now, very far from what it was like when I was a kid. Segregation was just a gnat based on what's going on now in terms of these political parties and people who's running this country. On the note of media, when someone is in the public eye, you've been in the public eye for your life, what do you think is the most important thing for a public figure to do? Tell the truth. When I say tell the truth, about everything. You know, I don't think that the world is stupid. So if there's an incident, whatever it is, be in love or marriage or whatever, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you said <laughs> because you're telling the truth. <laughs> and I, I really believe that. And I also believe that, you know, you... Uh, you cannot rush the experience, you know, because if it never happened, you can't talk about it. So why even try? You have had to have that experience to try to discuss it with someone. And maybe they never had it. So it's like talking to an empty box. If you're talking to somebody that never had the experiences that you had, it's like talking to the wall. They, they don't know what you're talking about. And that's kind of like what's happening in this public. You see, our president keeps switching themes and things every day to keep the, the he I obviously respect him because he's a smart guy. He's doing everything he can for Donald Trump. Hmm. And he's pulling wool over everybody's eyes who believe in him. You know, nothing he nothing he says is the truth. I can guarantee you that. You're nothing. I haven't heard anything other than he's wanting to repeal Obama. Obama. I mean, what's his name? Well, Barack Obama. But hmm. I am not in. I'm not in politics, even though I see it a lot. I have to be because uh, around it, because this, this is what I do. I'm in the public, so I understand exactly what's going on. But we, America, was the most respected country on earth. I mean, every little hole, a village I ever went in, they all want to come to America. You know, I, I don't know if it's because. Our dollar is the only one recognized in every little hole in the world. And people want to come here because they call this a paradise. And it was a paradise. Look at the things we've done, I mean, including bringing the world together. Mm -hmm. And once we step off that paddle, that paddle so we'll, 
we're just like the rest of them. And that's where I see we're heading. And I don't know if music had anything to do with it. I, because of the hip-hop community, everybody's mad, you know, I mean, angry. And the lawyers of Smith and Western, you know, I mean, in the NARA. I mean, what's going on? And people, babies getting shot up. People cannot go to outside concerts. I mean, you know what I mean? This, this, they can't hear music because it's no longer sociable. They can't not gather. This is happening everywhere in the world. If you gather, you know, you certainly kill bomb or something. I mean, it's, mm. it's a whole different world now than it was then. That's the truth. It's no question. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a curveball. <laughs> if you could a ask Donald Trump, our president, any question, what question would you ask him? I don't think I'll ask him a question. I'll just tell him congratulations. He was able to make people believe something that the eyes didn't see. You know, you, you cannot believe your lying eyes. You cannot believe what you hear. Because he changes that pattern, and he controls the news squad every day. So people don't know what the truth is. You know, we had, a, we had for years, we had a standard of truth here in our courts you had to go to court to prove that something really happened but this guy i mean he is he's amazing he never showed his taxes yet he raised taxes and eliminated a lot of stuff that he can i mean it's just insanity and people buying it i mean we we are heading for no standards that's what i would i would ask him is he happy that you have finally put doubt in people's mind, and they're going back to what they said years ago, the truth is what one believes. You've gotten them to believe lies. I want to congratulate you. <laughs> I wouldn't ask him a question. That's what I would say to him. I'd congratulate him because he, he's managed to do it. Hmm. Turn it around. <laughs> Going back to the album, This is Rock and Roll, by our guest Lloyd Price, it seems like there's a, a lot of variety of stuff, even in the same song sometimes. Do you listen to a wide variety of music? Yes, I, I do. Not as much as I used to, because it just ain't there. The music, uh, what I believe is music, is not there. Uh, however, there's a few artists that are really good. But I go back and listen to all the things that I believed in, you know, like Sinatra, Nat Cole, Jesse Belvin, and on Nancy Wilson, Alberta, Barbara Streisand, Celine Dion. I think these are real, real quality voices and musicians. And I listen to Count Basie's band, the uh, Goodman Brothers. These guys had something. They would sit down and get an idea and follow it through with a paper and pen. And then when you hear it, you were able to identify it as their music. You can hardly identify music today by the artist because it all, it's all the same. It's all computer driven. The drum track, you know, the keyboard, the guitar, the bass, all comes from the keyboard. Not that it's not good. But it's just that there's no identity 
in the program or in the music. It's all the same. However, there's, a, there's still a couple out there. New Orleans, uh, the keyboard, he's got a television show now in five. His name sits him there. But there's still a few. Even when Quincy was producing, Michael Jackson, you know, you was able to identify that music. And you knew who that artist was during the introduction. And I say that's not to be the case today. If you could go back and give yourself advice, if you could talk to a young Lloyd Price, what would you say to him? Well, you have to stay focused. You know, the only person know what the dream is, is you, because it's in your head. So don't get discouraged. Just stay focused and go. If you believe that you can pull this off, or you believe that this is something real and can happen, stay on it, because that's how the world was built. There was no colleges. You know, they had horses and dogs, and they built the universe with them. You know, nobody could read. And... They believed that this could happen. And when they went to the Wild West, nobody had ever done that before. You know, I mean, when Columbus thought, the most world thought that this was flatland and you're going to run off it. A lot of folks didn't believe it. Yeah. So you got to have that same passion and commitment, you know, to march, to keep marching straight ahead if you intend to reach your destination. Do you credit persistence with your success? Absolutely. I never wanted anything else, you know, but doing what I do. And have been fortunate enough to have done 65 years. However, there was a few other things because I'm kind of like an entrepreneur. I want to do things, you know, like Ali was my dear friend. And we was able to, with that, we was able to do the rumble in the jungle. In Zaire, I brought Don, Don King along, Thrilling Manila, two of the greatest events ever happened on earth. It all happened through music. Because Ali, when I would go to Louisville, I lived at this guest house just down the street from his house, and he'd see my car. He'd come down there and sit in it, and I'm going to get me one of these, mama. And I knew him since he was 20, 20 years old, him and his brother Rudolph. I, he said, I want to be the greatest. I want to be the champion of the world. He did it. That was his death belief. He believed he could do it. And he went on and did it. I have seen this happen. To compare it with myself, and I told him the same thing we're talking about now. If you believe it, stay focused. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. And everybody, call yourself friends, going to tell you, no, you can't do it. Every obstacle, even your parents going to tell you, you can't do it. You need to be doing something else. <laughs> do what you want to do, and you're going to make it. Well, once you do succeed, it's been said by a few people that the only thing harder than failure is success. Do you believe that? I do. I, and once, you know, if you can see success coming, you got to think you'd run from it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because... It really don't start to get crazy until you're successful. But look at all the new things you got to deal with. You know, you got to deal with financing. You got to deal with attorneys. You got to deal with accountants. You got to deal with management. You got—I mean, there's a. All you want to do is make music, but then you got to do all these things you never even heard of before, and that's why most artists go busted because this is a whole different ballgame. That was never in the play. 
you know, to run into all these new problems, income taxes. and You know, I mean, it's crazy. Employees' taxes and employees' insurances. And as a whole nother world, you, you never prepared yourself for. All you wanted to do was do music. So you got there. Now you got this load on your back that you don't know nothing about. You don't even know the world of these people. You're dealing with high academics. You know, you don't you know, you don't have the experience of education. That was not it was never education was never a part of your dream. You can only have one solid one at a time. But you got it and now you gotta deal with it. So you have to learn how to deal with that. And that's why nine out of ten ten times when the artist starts to deal with that part of his business, he loses his effect of being creative. You hardly ever hear from him again. Unless they got a base uh, entrepreneurship where they can go and do something else and just keep following their own self-pattern. Well, on the note of entrepreneurship, I'm hoping you can tell us about how the sweet potato plays a big part in the Lloyd Price story. Well, yes. I had always, sweet potato have always been one of my favorite foods. And my father used to make uh, uh, some little triangular uh, looking things and he put uh, this pate, he'd make this Louisiana thing, pate or fale, whatever he called it, into a a liquid, and he'll bake that in the dough, and you never taste anything different. So one night I was thinking about that. I said, maybe I should. I'm going to try to make something I never heard of before, and that's a sweet potato cookie. So after trying it out for about two weeks, I thought I had something pretty. thought I might have had something pretty near where a, a, good, a good baker could pull it out for me. And sure enough, I found this, this baker out in Clear Lake, Iowa, said he will try to put it together for me. And in four weeks, I had a cookie. And five weeks after that, I was on the shelves in Walmart. When I went down to Bentonville, Missouri, to introduce the cookie, they said, we have 68,000 vendors. What do you think you have we don't have? We got You got five minutes. They don't give you a whole lot of time down there. So I, I had the box. I had everything prepared, the cookie. I showed them the package, and they ordered it that day and put me in 486 super centers in five states down in the south. And I stayed, stayed with them about four years. It's not a deal that you make any money out of because Walmart takes all of the money. They want you to sell to them cheap, and they sell high. And a sweet potato cookie has got a lot of, well, it's the only cookie on earth that don't have all of those false, uh, what do you call them, the ingredients. It's the most natural cookie that anyone could eat because it's very low sugar. We're using all sweet potato, ground, you know, you ground them up and turn them into a powder, and that's the cookie. Excellent. And we seal was on, 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 the, uh, on the box, the number one health cookie on earth is the sweet potato cookie. However, it's not over yet. I just had to figure a way how to keep it alive because 
I couldn't stay alive with Walmart. So I got to do what McDonald's did, with Clark Big, build my own Lordman's Clothing, uh, little cafes, selling sweet potato product and desserts, dessert cafes, which I'm thinking about doing right now, and sell that cookie back to the cafe. So that's the way to get it out there because it's all about health. And, well, since health is your life, you got to make sure, you know, the intake of whatever you put in your body is what you are. That was the reason for the sweet potato. Are you a competitive person? Very. <laughs> <laughs> I bowled. I bowled three hundred six times. You know, I'm a bowler, and I, I mean, you couldn't want to be in a more competitive sport than bowling. And so, I just added all up together that that's my energy that motivates me. Because of my competitive, why I think of what I should be doing myself, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm 84, and I still think like I did when I was 20. Wow. Well, what is the best thing about being Lloyd Price? I guess when I was a kid, an old guy told me once. He said, "You know what? Out of all the people in the world." The only man you want to recognize you, a woman, is when you walk in the bank and the bank manager says, good morning, Mr. Price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it took me a long time to believe that. But as time goes along, you know, you run into the experience where that is very powerful. And you don't learn about power and stuff until you, you know, you start you know, in your 30s and 40s, you start to learn that power is is, is, is the pathway to, to your happiness. And you have to learn how to use it. You don't have to be mean or selfish. You just understand this is your pathway. And you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't abuse it. Well, one of the things about this show is we have the ability to reach people all over the globe. So for anyone who's listening in, what would you, Lloyd Price, say to those listening? I would say that, you know, uh, keep living, doing the best you can, and keep your dream alive. You know, I think Martin Luther King one time called it keep hope alive. But I think you've got to keep your dream alive and going into your success. You've got to be honest and truthful with yourself at all times. And usually between 20 and 30, we all tend to be great liars, you know, about self, what the own self-inflicted wounds by lying. But you got to tell the truth. I think you should follow your dream, follow your path. And if you believe what you're thinking is possible, do it. Anyone out there, if they want more information, they can visit LloydPriceMusic.com That's LloydPriceMusic.com I'm hoping that maybe you can sing us a line from one of your songs. Do you know something, Paul? This throat of mine, I know you've been hearing me cough. <laughs> yeah. Man, I can, you know, it's all up in my nose. I hear you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to take my time, you know, to even discuss this with you. But I would say because you've got personality (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. It's been a well, real thank honor. thank you so much. For, well, Paul, the honor has been all mine, and thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Until next time, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Lloyd Price interview. Again, his website is lloydpricemusic.com. Special thanks to Conqueroo for making the interview possible. Very appreciated. I'd like to say hello to Crawford Cruz and credit you as part of the inspiration behind interviewing Lloyd Price. Always glad to have you with us. I hope you all have had and are having a Merry Christmas time. See you on the next episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. Until next time. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment. For information, visit thepaulleslie.com. Thank you for being with us. Until next time.